0: This is your wake up call. The breakfast club. The show you love to hate. From the east to the west coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee.
1: Charlamagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society.
0: Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earned at. Impact in the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they
2: want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show.
3: Being a
1: Yep, yep.
4: Good morning,
2: USA.
1: Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning TJ Andy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the
2: planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Pump day? I don't even feel like laughing. Nothing to laugh about this morning. Starbucks closed. All. That's when you know it's time to go, bro. Why? Because Starbucks is closed. They Starbucks, closed? Starbucks been open. Rain, right. hail, sleet, yep. snow, whatever else comes from the sky. Coronavirus, coronavirus got Starbucks in our building closed, bro. Mm-mm-mm. And 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 the coffee uh, guy outside, the guy that has the coffee stand on the yeah, corner. Coffee cart guy, yep. He, Mufasa, I think his name is Mufasa. Mm-hmm. He said today's his last day. Damn. He's had enough. He's, he's had enough. It's a wrap for he's him. He's had enough. And Damn then, me, man. Then, then, then when you walk in the studio and you see a bag of gloves. <laughs> a bag of gloves, then. And then you keep getting all of these new reports about coronavirus. Yep. stays on the surface for nine days. Yep. And it's airborne. You know what? I think it's
1: time to cash it on in and stay in the house. Yeah. Yep. I got my mask on today. And that's because uh, they are training some people that are standing behind me. And and honestly, I don't know where they've been. What do you mean training people that are standing behind you? Well, they got to train engineers to be here and work the boards when we're not here. What are you talking about? So Taylor and Red have to learn how to run the boards, so they got to be standing behind me. So they've been.
2: So they have to
5: be at work while you're at home.
2: Yeah, but they've been here all week, and you just decided to put on your mask. They wasn't in this close. Like you got to give six feet. Shut up! Taylor comes in here every goddamn day. She ain't
1: six feet. What about you? Why you got gloves on today?
2: Because they was in here. Just because they're in there? Listen, I follow the money. When the white man starts shutting down things, okay, and the white man is losing hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars per day, and then you walk into the, the white man's studio and there's some gloves, I put the gloves on. Clearly they know something I don't. They know something? Okay. That's it. All right. It ain't rocket science Stop here. Stop
1: following people. the white man. Why? You're right. And that, and this, <laughs> you're right. This,
2: this is one of those times you should.
1: You're okay, right. follow the money. Yeah, you're right. All right? All right. Well, Linda Sarsar will be joining us tomorrow.
2: I saw her. She's a superhero. Mm-hmm. Heard Tamika Mallory, Carmen Perez. Linda's got a new book out called um, We're Not Here to Be Bystanders. Correct.
1: Yes. Very good read. Yes. Yeah. So we'll uh, kick it with her in a little bit. And we got front page news. What are we talking about?
5: Well, we definitely should talk about, of course, coronavirus and all the updates on what's happening. And then we'll also talk about former Vice President Joe Biden. And him sweeping the primaries yesterday in Arizona, Florida, and Illinois.
1: All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne, the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Well, it looks like Tom Brady. It looks like he will no longer be a patriot. He put on a uh on his Instagram yesterday. He thanked. Uh, I guess the whole Boston and Massachusetts area for riding with him. But it looks like crazy, it's a right? wrap for him for
5: Patriots. 20 years.
1: Now, they're saying he's probably going to go to Tampa Bay, but I'm sure they will announce that today. Officially. I mean, I, I, I hate
2: when I see uh, goats go out like that. You know, we see that from time to time in our sport. I mean, in any sport, you know, whether it was Michael Jordan going to the Wizards or uh, Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. It worked out for Peyton Manning, though, because he ended up getting a championship. But I don't like when somebody spends their whole career somewhere and they they dominate in that place. And then at the end of their career, they go... You know, ended elsewhere. But you understand Jordan. I mean, he owned the Wizards, so he went to play for the team he owned. He owned a piece of it. Yeah, I still wouldn't have stepped out on that. cover. that's why we don't count. We we never talk about those Wizards years. Yeah. There ain't gonna be no thirty for thirty on those Wizards years. Nah, but, <laughs> ain't nobody. We don't ever mention those Wizards years when we talk about the greatness of Michael Jordan. But he owned. It, but so don't that's we respect the
5: fact that Tom Brady did so much for the Patriots for so long, and now he wants to get that money?
2: He been getting money.
5: Got 27. Yeah, but. But I thought he took like a lot of cuts and everything just so that other people they could bring in other players around him and now yes. he wants to get a Yeah, he did. but
2: as he should, he's forty two years old. Like Tom Brady should not be going nowhere where he gets thirty million dollars a year because he needs a team around him. He needs the best running backs, he needs the best receivers, he needs the best offensive line. Like I, I would like to, you know, go out on on top when it comes
1: to winning. Not saying he might not do that he in might, Tampa he might Bay, do who that? knows? And he's getting a, a, a huge check. What what else we got, you?
5: Um, well, let's talk about the primaries in Florida, Illinois, and Arizona. Joe Biden, they said, swept everything. And people are calling now for Bernie Sanders to step down. Well, here's what Bernie Sanders
4: has to say.
1: Hold on. Hold on. We got it? No, we have Biden talking about it. Oh,
4: his Biden. Sanders it. and I may disagree on tactics, but we share a common vision. For the need to provide affordable health care for all Americans, reduce income inequity that has risen so drastically, to tackling the existential threat of our time, climate change so let me say especially to the young voters who have been inspired by senator sanders i hear you i know what's at stake i know what we have to do our goal as a campaign and my goal as a candidate for president is to unify this party and then to unify the nation you know, it's a like these. That we realize we need to put politics aside and work together as Americans.
2: Yeah. I mean, at some point, Bernie and Biden, they, they need each other. Right. You no, know, because they, they, ha- they have to unify the party and they have to energize, energize voters like never before. If they're saying they need the largest voter turnout in history to go out there and beat Trump this year, then that's what they're going to have to do. Same goal. That's it.
5: All right, now let's talk about finances and coronavirus. Right now, Walmart is committing $25 million to the global coronavirus response effort. $5 million towards preventing, detecting, and managing coronavirus. $10 million towards supporting food banks, school meal programs, and organizations that provide access to food. And $10 million that will support efforts in U.S. communities and global markets. Dunkin' Donuts is moving to drive through and carry-out services. Uh, Uber Pool Service is suspended in the US and in Canada. Uber Eats is waiving delivery fees, and customers can also request that food be left at their doorstep. Facebook is giving employees $1,000 and six month bonuses as coronavirus assistance. Pla- Planet Fitness. Is offering free at-home workout classes via live stream so if you want to work out a lot of people are at home ordering those home gyms can't go to the gym they're trying to work out from home uh, in addition here is Stephen Munichin, who is the United States Secretary of the Treasury here's what he has to say about getting paid
6: the payroll tax holiday would get people money over the next six to eight months we're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately many companies have now shut down whether it's bars or restaurants Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now, in the next two weeks. How much? Uh, I will be previewing that with the Republicans. There's some numbers out there. They may be a little bit bigger than what's in the press. Go ahead.
5: All right. Now, coronavirus is in all 50 states as of now, and they are reporting the number of cases to be at six thousand one hundred thirty five. The White House has requested forty five point eight billion dollars in emergency funding with this pandemic growing. And, uh, you know, it's not a complete solution, but we'll keep you updated on what's happening. And if you have to pay your taxes, that deadline is pushed back 90 days now due to coronavirus. That's
1: right. Yeah.
2: I would push mine back till October, anyway, So that means <laughs> me that means next March, IRS. I got you. Me- <laughs> <Just> <laughs> when I get it, when I get it, you get it. This time next year, I got you. Yeah, IRS. I got you too. Okay, yeah. trust me. Stay- They are saying that
5: Americans should only purchase enough food and essentials for the next week ahead, according to the FDA. So they said stores will remain open and supply will continue to meet demand nationwide. So they want to make sure that we're not hoarding things and not disrupting the whole food supply chain.
2: I mean, that's good to hear because, I mean, the only reason that we go out there and we buy so much stuff because we just don't know. Right. We don't know when things are going to shut down.
1: But who wants to be out there? Who, wants, wants, to be to, out who wants to be out in the stores? Who wants to continually go out when we don't know what's going on? Oh, oh woe is me.
2: Hey Listen, you would much uh-huh. rather be able to go into a store than have no store open at all and not know how to fend right. for yourself because a lot of brothers don't know how to hunt. A lot of brothers don't know how to fish. A lot of brothers don't know how to live off the land because y'all ain't got no land to live off. Right.
1: So you would much rather have them stores open. No, nah, correct. But that's the why. That's the reason why people are hoarding. That's why they'll continue to hoard because they don't know. We they, don't no, know. Nobody wants to go out there and, and deal with the elements. So if I got to go out there one time and do that for 60 days or 30 days, that's what I'm going to do. No, nah, I promise you, if things get bad,
2: I know I'm going back to them dirt roads in Mouse Corner, South Carolina, baby. I'll be right down there living off the land
5: now let me ask you this: If they do put this whole shelter in place in your city, does that mean you can't go to the supermarket?
2: I don't even know what that meant. I saw that yesterday. What was, what was that about? The I think they said
1: they'll give you particular days when you can go out and, and shop, but, but, but for the, the time being, you have to be stuck in the house. And that woman
2: who in New Jersey who tested positive for coronavirus at the hospital, and you gave the workers a fake name and an address, and then you left. Yes. Get your ass to quarantine. Why you want to just? Why you? Why you want to leave the hospital and go spread that around everybody?
1: People are crazy, yo. Yeah. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Phone lines are open. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The
0: Breakfast Club. <laughs> this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you
1: better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Rodney. Rodney. Rodney, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man. Uh good morning, Charlemagne.
2: Peace King. How you doing, Rodney? You blessed? Black and highly favored? Yeah. yeah,
7: something like that. You know, just dealing with all this madness. Uh Angela E. Good morning, Good morning.
5: Steve. Hey, Rodney. Uh,
7: uh, good morning, uh, DJ Envy. What's just up, sir? Talk about this coronavirus and everything that's going on. Wondering why they're not shutting down these factories that's got hundreds and hundreds of people in it, but they shut down restaurants and
1: stuff like that. Well, that's soon to come, I think. I think they're going to start shutting down them factories in a little bit, too. Uh, I mean, everything takes time. They just started shutting the restaurants down yesterday. They just shut the casinos down. So I'm sure they'll get to that in in shortly. Yeah, I know this capitalist country doesn't want to
2: admit it, but eventually they're going to have to just stop everything. It's going to literally have to be a week or two of nothing moving. Yeah, that's what I was
7: looking at. Probably by Monday, everything is probably going to be on a two-week hiatus for everybody. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yep. but, but but that's what I was saying. You know, we were saying that they said only buy stuff for a week. But if the factories are closed and people aren't making the goods that we need, then what happens? Then the supply is down. So people are going to be wanting to get as, as much of stuff as, as they possibly can.
2: Right or wrong? I didn't even hear what you said, to be honest with you. I was reading stuff on Twitter. What the hell are you reading, man? There's a bunch of s*** sh- that's scaring me, but you know. He was yeah. just saying
5: yeah. if they shut down all the factories and make things, will the supplies be down for us to be able to buy things?
2: Two weeks, man. We're going to have to thug it out for two weeks, you spoiled-ass Americans. Hello, who's this? You. What's up, Envy? What's up, Trav?
7: Uh, what's going on, you? Hey, boo. How you doing, babe?
5: I'm good. How are you? I'm
7: doing good. What's up, Charlemagne? Peace, King. Why you, How you doing, so sis? sad, bro? Hey, man. I don't know if y'all noticed or not. I mean, I, I ain't called in a couple of weeks. I've, I've been, like, lo, 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 low-key really depressed, bro. Well, we, we've, been, we've been a little
2: preoccupied with this coronavirus thing, Trav. You know, trying to stay healthy out here. Sorry if we didn't notice you calling, sir. <laughs>
7: Talk to us, Like a couple weeks ago, y'all know my little dog Cardi. Y'all done met like a million times that I bring up here. Yeah. You know, she um, she she's she's actually in the hospital right now. She she's been she she's dying in the hospital right now. It's like the last week and a half. she fell down. She got coronavirus. the stairs. I'm not. Man, she fell down the stairs and fractured her skull. Man.
1: Oh man. How the dog fall down the understand? Remember the little dog? It's a little little tiny dog. Dogs yeah, can fall so, know, A little dog, yeah. Dogs can fall off a couch. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
7: whoa, whoa. The, the, the way that it happened, she was having a seizure, so she, so she was trying to follow me. So she, she had a seizure and she fell down the stairs while she had a seizure. So she had pre-existing
5: I'm so, conditions. I'm the I'm coronavirus. So sorry to hear that, Trav. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's so sad. I know dogs are yeah, part of people's families. I
7: say, man, v- v- veterinarians got to do because you know all of you ever took your dog to like an uh, ER vet. I have. It's like. You have to pay up front. Like they don't, they don't, they don't want to bill you. She's, in, she's been in a hospital. It's eighty dollars a day that I'm paying for them to take care of her. Yeah. Like, and now they're telling me after two weeks I have to make a decision on. This is this like I mean, well, your, dog, your
2: dog, your okay, dog Cardi. Bro. Cardi should have voted for Bernie Sanders. Okay, he wants Medicare for all. So clearly, the healthcare system is messed up for humans as well as animals. Oh, stop it. Sorry,
1: yeah, but you, I pull up and fight you. But you know what? you, know, no, you it won't. is, it is Six sad. Six feet, social distancing. You know what? It, it is sad because uh, I had an issue with my dog uh, uh, about maybe eight years ago, and it was the same thing. You have to pay up front, and it's very mm-hmm. expensive. Uh, so now I tell yeah. anybody if you own a dog they have dog insurance, it's better yeah. to purchase that yeah. dog insurance because definitely
5: gotta get that insurance.
1: I had to pay uh, for an antidote for my dog, and the antidote was twenty five hundred dollars, and then when they gave my dog the mm-hmm. antidote, the dog still died, and then I had to pay to lay the dog down and cremate the dog. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like you could take the dog back and put it in the in the in the in the yard and bury him. No, they had to cremate the dog, so it is, is very is expensive. Somebody
2: out there screaming right
1: now saying, I don't have insurance. My kids don't have insurance. I'll give a damn if my dog
2: yeah. got insurance and not hey, all your you want, dog.
7: My dog is my kid. His man. dog so is his kid. People,
2: to, to a lot of people, their dog is like their
7: kids, man. But keep bringing your prayers. I know y'all probably like it's just a dog,
1: but to me, it's more than a dog. We I get it. You survive, Sorry man. for your dog, bro. Well, I'm gonna just pray for everybody,
2: and that includes your dog. Okay, Yo, shut up, man. You're not have doing a, heart. a specific prayer for the dog. Uh, have a heart, man. There's uh, too much going on in the world to be just specifically giving prayers to a dog. And be, pray for that dog too. Pray man. Pray for everybody. Dogs and we dogs all are, need dogs it. Dogs are living lives too. That's why I say pray for everybody. We are, everybody needs it right now. Imagine me. God, please. Could you look out for this dog named Cardi? Yes.
1: At a time like this? Yes. Bye, humbug. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
3: Wake up, wake
0: up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? The c Rock
4: man.
7: I'm down here in South Florida. Hey, Envy, check this out, man. Oh, boy. We got some, listen, we got some young teenagers down here, bro. They running down on the beach. They having fun like it ain't nothing. I'm watching the news. We got old people out there talking about, oh, it ain't going to bother me. They don't care about spreading this virus, man. So it's like, you know, you got people down here that's born down here that's that's scared, and these people that come here for spring break, so they don't even care. So that's what,
1: why I think they need to lock it down, man. I think that you need to have a they government lockdown, man. And so, so we got to so. get first lady Nikki. We got to get first lady Nikki on
7: the radio and say, "Y'all go, get away from
2: that beat." You know what you I know hate? Because
7: I mean? they they don't care. You know what
2: I hate? Yeah, your uncle Charlotte been on this radio telling y'all that the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and I've been telling y'all to build the wall around Florida, and y'all tell me I'm for crazy. Sure. Now all of a sudden, y'all want to build the wall around no, Florida? you're
7: right. No, you're right. You're right. But its just and it ain't just people from Florida. It's just they come down here for spring break. They shut down the beaches on the East Coast.
2: They all came No, nope, don't blame area. it on them people. It's Florida. When you get down there and you drink that water and you eat some of that good-licking, that good-licking food, My you God. become a Floridian, and you automatically turn crazy. Hello, who's this? This is Rashad. Rashad, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a truck driver. I'm on the road right now. And uh, ironically, coming out of Florida, I
7: just heard y'all talk to the Florida guy, but... Uh, uh, I just want to give a shout out to them truck drivers out there, man.
2: Keeping this world going during this time. That's right, man. Know, man. Keep man, the supplies
1: gotta... coming in, bro. Yeah,
2: you are appreciated, King. We really appreciate Absolutely. y'all. Y'all, y'all it are the is... ones that you know. We, we when when I'm talking to these people at these stores and they like, yo, the supplies coming in at seven o'clock. The truck will be here at seven o'clock. They talk about the truck like it's not being driven by a person. So salute yes, to sir, you, King. Yes,
5: sir. Yes, we appreciate all your hard work every day.
2: Yeah, and
0: I appreciate y'all on the radio,
2: man. Y'all help my y'all help me
7: get through my nights and my days as I'm riding listening to y'all and listening to the music, man. I appreciate y'all too.
1: Thank you, bro. what, 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 what you in your
7: truck now? Yes, sir. I'm in my truck now. I'm actually in South Carolina. I just crossed over from
2: Georgia All not right. too long ago to South Carolina. I'm headed to Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's where I live. Okay, and, South uh, Credac. You know oh, that's home. Yes. That's the crib. Yeah, yes, sir. And I'm gonna be off for the next couple of days, so I'm gonna enjoy a little little bit of off time. I gotta deliver this forty thousand pounds of juice first, though.
1: So. Okay, we'll get that juice out there. Blow the horns one time. No, it's, it's it's different types of juice: Mid and made,
7: orange
2: juice, lemonade, things of that nature.
1: How much orange juice you got on no, you right stop now? Stop it, man! What you trying to do, man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they trying to get you fired, man. I need those- you to do a little drop off in South Carolina for me, real <laughs> quick. on, you know right saying? fast,
1: bro. <laughs> All right, Th- thank you, bro. You be safe out there. Hello, who's this? Hello, this
8: is the uh, Money Queen,
1: Miranda Garcia. Money Queen, how much money you got? Calling yourself the Money Queen at this time. <laughs>
8: So, that's what I like to tell people is you never judge a book by a cover. So, just because my name's the Money Queen doesn't mean...
1: You got money.
2: <laughs> so, basically, you like everybody else on Instagram, front front.
8: No, not actually. I'm the uh, CEO of the University of Network Marketing, and I've been network marketing since 2013. I've lived in the leadership industry since 2007. So, I'm contacting you there today because... I've heard you guys over the radio every single morning, and I've been dying to get my voice out there. Um, with the coronavirus, there's no better time than to learn how to work online, and there's no better way to do it than to find a group that has been in the industry for some time. So I thought I would try to get a hold of you guys and reach out to you guys. I left you guys some messages on Instagram. I actually just started an Instagram like a couple of years ago but I stopped using it so mm-hmm. I started using it again this year and um, I just recently made a YouTube page and all kinds of stuff um, I'm the creator the designer the developer I've done all the coding the website building everything on the backside so are you gonna uh, tell us the website it's actually pretty cool yeah it's at the UNM com all right. Well, congratulations! Well, thank you for calling. Congratulations
2: on your free commercial that you just got just now. You have a good one. Okay. Hopefully, we can get a discount for all that free promo we just gave you. <laughs> all right. If we ever need your services. Geesh. By the way, I was just looking at ESPN because it's on in the studio. Yes. They got this thing called Score. You just seen that Score, right? It revs up your libido. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, in my mind, I'm like, "Well, damn, I'ma be home for the next couple of weeks. Maybe I should give me some Score. Might as well order some Score. <laughs> I really was just thinking that. That's, that was a good time for commercials like that, yo. Correct. Because I literally saw it, it started off with a man in the in the, a bed with his woman I was watching and it was just like scored it was like rev up your levito and I was like hmm I'll be I'm gonna be in for the next two weeks why not I mean cause you do got a hole in your condom right there look at your finger a condom why shut up use <laughs> a latex glove I ain't wore condoms since goddamn Jay Z drop kingdom come out
1: alright get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you need to vent, hit us up now yeah, we got rumors on the way
5: Yes, Oprah had to put out a a public service announcement about her name trending, why it's trending, and she had to dispel any myths.
1: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
5: Say my name. Morning,
1: everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club.
2: By the way, if you got to ask her to say your name, you ain't doing it right. Yeah. She should be saying your name just because.
1: Taco Tuesday went pretty good at the house. We played Jenga. Don't have
2: you- a segue from my, me talking about me putting it down and you talking about Taco Tuesdays. Okay? All right. All Sensitive. right. Let's All right. get to the rumors. Let's talk opening. It's
6: uh, time,
0: time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
5: Well, yesterday Oprah was trending and it was because of a fake report. There were reports that she was arrested for sex trafficking. There were some false reports. Social media posted said that her home was raided. She was arrested and it all started, as they said, on an online message forum for teenagers and adults. Apparently people are bored because they're home with coronavirus and avoiding coronavirus. So they decided to do this. She posted online just got a phone call that my name is trending and being trolled for some awful fake thing it's not true haven't been raided or arrested just sanitizing and self distancing with the rest of the world stay safe everybody
2: I wish she hadn't responded to it I'm gonna be honest with you because even her responding to it gives it some sort of validity and you know one day y'all just gonna realize how dangerous social media is because nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining and people just want something to confirm their biases or reinforce the narrative they're trying to paint of a person or you just simply want something to be true because you don't like that person and this case, you don't like Oprah Winfrey, so you
1: want that to be true. She didn't even want that near her or next to her. That's the reason why but she why responded. Re- why I
2: respond to it? Because you'll, you'll find yourself trying to put out those fires on social media all the time. It's always a lie about somebody on social media. Always.
5: Well, she shut it down, and she felt like doing that. She so. really
2: didn't. It's still number one trending right now.
5: Oh, uh, well, <laughs> that's not true.
2: And people think because she responded to it, then it must be some sort of truth
1: to hey, it. no, that's not true.
5: Yeah, I don't think, I didn't think that. All right. Now, Kevin Durant, amongst uh, the people that have tested positive for coronavirus yesterday, they did say that four of our Brooklyn Nets have been diagnosed with coronavirus. One of Mm. them is Kevin Durant. They said that out of the four, only one of them was exhibiting symptoms. The other three were asymptomatic. So all four players are presently isolated and under the care of team physicians. The organization is currently notifying anyone who has had known contact with the players, including recent opponents, is working closely with state and local health authorities on reporting.
2: I mean, mean, another thing that makes everybody anxious about this coronavirus thing is you just don't know how you contracted, right? That's right. So Like you're wondering, what was Kevin Durant doing? Probably just was living his life. He wasn't wasn't even playing basketball and and they're saying stuff like it lives on surfaces now and it's
1: airborne. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. don't know like how did he how did he catch it? My son was more concerned about Drake though. He was like, you know, Kevin Durant was hanging out with Drake a couple days ago.
5: Yeah, and Drake is self-quarantining. So he did post a video from his basketball court in his mansion in Toronto. He said my life for the next however long.
2: I mean, listen, y'all say Drake Drake music is sick, right? It only makes sense. But I'm um, she's just saying. I'm not mad at him. Quarantine for a couple weeks, come out with some real sick music. Quarantine in this basketball court.
5: All right, and Cardi B is saying that she went to royalties after that song that they made out of her warning about coronavirus went viral. Uh, DJ, I, Marquise, put that behind a beat. Listen to this.
9: Guess what, bitch? <laughs> coronavirus!
4: <laughs> coronavirus! Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, man, she got a point, That song though.
5: went to number 11 on the charts. Yeah, I mean, right After she posted it.
2: They sampled
1: the voice. They got a pair.
2: Yes, yeah, I, I sat back and I saw what was going on in China with coronavirus. I saw what was going on in Italy. Um, you know, I saw Donald Trump hold press conferences. But I didn't start taking it serious until Cardi B got concerned. When <laughs> Cardi <up>. got concerned, <laughs> that's, that's, when what, got that's, concern? that's when I got concerned. Okay.
5: All right, now, Takashi 69 is being sued by Fashion Nova for $2.25 million. He, I guess, allegedly made a deal with Fashion Nova, and he was paid in advance of $225,000. And then two weeks later, he got locked up. So, I
1: was confused with this one. How they gave him 225000 but sued him for $2.2 2 million?
5: I have no idea why they would sue him for so much. He ret- he promised to return the money. Maybe it's for damages. I don't know. But they said they had no idea that he was a criminal. Uh-huh. And now they're suing for that amount of money. What are you
2: talking about? They give deals to potential criminals all the time. What are they no,
5: he's saying about? why? Why if he only got 225, are they suing for two point two five? Is what? No, he but
2: I'm just saying in general when you do a, a deal. deal with somebody You're like Six Nine, you checks. can listen to Six Nine's music and tell what he raps about, and you know he was a member of a gang. Well, so why are you going to try to act like he wasn't? A, you didn't know that he was potentially involved in stuff like that. Well, he was
1: arrested before for, before the deal, so I, I, I don't understand how they can sue him for that.
2: I think they should. I think Six yes. Nine should lean into the whole snitch thing, and they should do a special line for him with Fashion Nova, where it's just like rat logos. He did mention
5: Fashion Nova in a song, though, didn't
2: he?
5: Yep. Yeah, so I feel like... Before or after he got what, paid. I think um this was after probably he got what paid, they paid him Before, for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So what's the problem? All right, and, mm. You
2: can't distance yourself from the guy. You know what he was about.
5: All right, and rest in peace to Roger Mayweather. That's Floyd Mayweather's uncle. He died at the age of 58. hmm So, uh, of course, as you know, Floyd Mayweather was very close with Roger Mayweather, and he's very emotional about his passing... Uh, But, uh, you know, very unfortunate. They said he had been declining in health for years. And Floyd even opened up about his health back in 2015 and blamed boxing for damaging his brain. He had said, my uncle Roger Mayweather has lost a lot of memory from the sport of boxing. He's only in his 50s, but it seems like he's an old man in his 80s. A lot of people considered Mm. him to be the best trainer in the world. And he was also a very good boxer.
2: Yeah, 58 is very young. Yeah. 58 is very, very young to be passing away. So rest in peace to him. Floyd's had a, a rough couple of weeks, rough, right? Yeah, a rough couple and of weeks. baby mom, baby mom died. His uncle. His uncle.
1: Yeah.
5: All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
1: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news coming up.
5: Yes, we'll be talking about Biden versus Sanders. We'll tell you about what happened with Super Tuesday results.
1: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to everybody that has to go to work. I know a lot of people are self quarantined or has to has to be in the house, but there's a lot of people out there that have to go to work. So yes. we just salute you guys and we appreciate and we you guys. We appreciate you.
2: I, Starbucks finally opened in our building, so oh, did. To, salute to D downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not eating from there, but I want to get me some hot water so I can. My ginger tea.
5: And mm-hmm. shout out to all the employers who are actually making sure their employees are good during this time. Even if they can't come to work, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's not easy, but there are people who are still making sure that there's some payment assistance yeah, for trying. people who aren't getting paid during this time. You know, that's I think a really great move.
1: Very important if the, if you can afford it, for people man. People who
5: need it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Tom Brady. looks like Tom Brady uh, is leaving the Patriots. He put on Instagram yesterday that. He appreciated everybody for riding with him the last 20 seasons, and it looks like they're saying that he's going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: So what happened to Jameis Winston? That he's a free agent now or something? Somebody pick Jameis Winston up? I guess so. Man, they just got rid of the black quarterback to bring in the old white man quarterback. See, see, y'all look like the Democratic Party right now. Mm -mm -mm. Get rid of the young black guy, and instead of... Moving forward with
1: something younger and blacker, you get something old and white. Yeah, there's two things that he wanted to do. He wanted to be able to uh, pick some of the people that they, uh, I guess, got for his offensive line. And he wants to be able to make play calls because usually quarterbacks don't make the play calls as the coach. But he wants to have both those things.
2: Tom Brady didn't have that kind of power in New England. Six-time Super Bowl champion, greatest quarterback of
1: all time. But that's what he wants. Interesting. Is Tampa good? I don't know. Uh, Tampa has uh, a good offensive team, right? They got a good they got good weapons on the, on the offensive side. Oh,
2: yeah. Only Tampa Bay fan I know is uh, Spoken Reasons and Will Power Packer. Will, will Packer? Oh, will. Will's, I mean, they're from there. Yeah.
1: yeah, Will Packer. All right, what else are we talking about, Yee?
5: Well, let's talk about the 2020 primaries in Florida, Illinois, and Arizona. It was a big night for Joe Biden. He led in the polls, and right now he made a clean sweep. The people are asking for Bernie Sanders to step down now to help unite the party. Well, here is what Joe Biden had to say as he streamed from his home.
4: Senator Sanders and I may disagree on tactics, but we share a common vision for the need to provide affordable health care for all Americans, reduce income inequity that has risen so drastically to tackling the existential threat of our time, climate change. So let me say especially to the young voters who have been inspired by Senator Sanders. I hear you. I know what's at stake. I know what we have to do. Our goal as a campaign and my goal as a candidate for president is to unify this party and then to unify the nation. You know, it's a moments like these. That we realize we need to put politics aside and work together as Americans.
2: He's right. And he's saying the right things. And, you know, he has to lean into some of those things that Bernie Sanders supporters care about. Because the only way he's going to energize young voters is to actually have progressive policies like a Bernie Sanders. Because them's supposed to be the party that reflects America. And neither one of those old white men reflect america so he needs progressive policies he needs a black agenda he should have a black woman running mate and he said he would put a black woman on the supreme court if elected so that's what it's going to take mm-hmm.
5: all right now let's discuss what else is going on with people getting paid during this time uh the secretary of treasury uh, Stephen munichin had some things to say about cutting checks immediately to americans
6: the payroll tax holiday would get people money over the next six to eight months We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. Many companies have now shut down, whether it's bars or restaurants. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now, in the next two weeks.
4: How
6: much? Uh, I will be previewing that with the Republicans. There's some numbers out there. They may be a little bit bigger than what's in the press. Go ahead.
2: By the way, isn't that socialism? Like, America always has the money to give away when they... Want to give it away, when, mm-hmm. but for some reason, when it comes to just poor and disenfranchised people uplifting and empowering them, they can't find no money. But when it comes to things that you know are impacting them directly, right. they can always find that bread.
1: But isn't that isn't that a form of socialism? I guess,
2: socialism? I guess. Am I
1: tripping? I guess so. You know, I, I just I just pray that that they do get to help. Um, there's going to be a lot of business that that can't afford to pay their employees because they're not making money. So I hope they just don't bail out the big airlines and the big companies. And I hope they I, I, I pray that they help the regular people too, because because they're gonna need it just as much as those big airline companies yeah. and those big major corporations. Yeah, they can always.
5: You know find- what? I had um, I had posted something yesterday because a lot of people were DMing me their stories about what's going on at their jobs. And somebody had sent me a post. I work at the Golden Nugget Casino in Lake Charles. I want to remain anonymous for my job safety. Mm-hmm. We are out of work for four weeks, and the billionaire owner, Tillman Fertita, won't pay us. We're the only casino that's not getting paid. We're trying to make it viral. Can you please help us? And love your show. Well, that did end up going viral. Hollywood Unlocked posted it, and after that. Uh, Golden Nugget officials did say that full-time and part-time hourly employees will receive two weeks' pay. As they should. So, that like, helps. Like, now.
2: like this government can find the money to give out when it wants to, okay? So, it's, just, it's like they're giving out these, these stimulus packages. And I just think, you know, in times like this, you know, we got to expect more of more of our government
1: for our tax dollars. Yeah. Simple as that. And like you said, two weeks is great, but then what happens to two weeks after that? And then the two weeks after that, and then and the two weeks after that, we... We, we well, gotta it's a do start something.
5: because I think people also don't know how long it will be out. So you have to start somewhere.
1: They got to start with the mortgage companies. They got to tell people they don't have to pay their mortgages. Uh, I know in some places they're not allowing uh, power companies, electric companies, to turn people's power and electric off. Or know, the water. A lot yeah, of places water. aren't
5: turning the water
1: off. Oh, and I know some mm-hmm. credit card companies are are not reporting to not not like who cares about credit now because everybody's credit is going to be effed up if nobody pays. But they're not reporting to credit card companies to you know to make sure that you know your credit goes down. So and I'm hoping that know, they follow
5: taxes, suit. That's been delayed, also, so you don't have to worry about your taxes. That's right.
4: And, speaking, and
2: speaking, of taxes, people expect more of government in these times for our tax dollars. You're right. And that's the thing when people talk about raising your taxes, I don't mind paying more in taxes to help you know people who need it, but
1: I don't know where my tax money going
2: now. Absolutely, <laughs> you know what I'm they, they take a lot of it.
1: You want to take more of it, but
2: you're not even telling us where it's going now. They take a lot of
1: it. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Well, we
2: know where it's going. It's going to fund the military, but that's a whole nother story.
1: All right. Now, now when to we no come dogs. back. Linda Sarsar will be joining us. She has a new book. We are not here to be bystanders. We're going to kick it with her I love when we Linda. come back. I love Linda. She's a superhero. Tamika Mallory's a superhero. Carmen Perez is a superhero. They are pre- appreciated. All right. And also, ask Yee next hour. You can get on the phone lines right now. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her right now. She'll help you out with all your problems. You might be going through a lot. You're at home with your bae or your boo. I'm
5: getting some messages now from people who are upset that they don't have a bay and they're bored.
1: Yeah. So whatever you need, We're call her now. That. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is back. Yeah. Back. Yo, where I want to be. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Linda Sarsour. Welcome. Sarsour. Sarsour. Did I say it right?
9: Yeah, you're all right. You're all oh. right. You <laughs> ten more years, you're going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She got a new book out called We Are Not Here to Be Bystanders. Ex- explain that title, because that's hard.
9: Listen, it's like the right book at the right time. It's exactly what it says. You know, We're not around to just sit around and watch Injustice and watch all the stuff that happens around us and just be like, this must be how it is. So the book is basically a call to action, like get up and do something, say something, stand up for yourself, stand up for your family, your community. Uh, and there's a lot of stories and people you know in my book and the mm-hmm. work we've done. We've been on The Breakfast Club before, and I try to capture us like in our essence in our humanity with our families so hopefully folks check it out you talk
5: about yourself too and finding your voice at an early age so share some of that because for some people they still haven't found their voice and some people are still struggling with not being bystanders.
9: Absolutely. Um, you know, for me, I tell people all the time, there's really nothing extraordinary about me. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. I'm a daughter of immigrants. I'm a, you know, I went to public school like a lot of people, you know, in New York City and around the country. And for me, it's like everybody got it inside of them. You just got to, you just got to stand up. You got to realize that if you know you see something happening and you don't say something then it's going to happen again to somebody else to somebody else to somebody else and sometimes it's going to get to your doorstep it might be your child it might be somebody that you love so you just got to find be the person to kind of break that cycle so for me saying we're not here to be bystanders is a decision you make and we've seen this before sometimes you're on the train and you see a young woman getting harassed or something you know you got to ask yourself a question are you going to stand there and let it happen or are you going to be the one that's going to be like hey leave her alone even that very simple action that you could take on a train or on a bus or in the street that for me is another way to reflect that you are not here to be a bystander
2: I'm not gonna lie when I read this book and I know you say that you feel like you're a normal person I feel like you're a superhero and the reason I say that is because some people are are here to help and assist others and, and to save others and I know it's a thankless job but I feel like that's your purpose like when did you realize that?
9: I appreciate that, um, Charlemagne. For me, it was um, the horrific attacks of 9/11. A lot of people, mm. you know, saw me, Tamika, and Carmen at the Women's March and thought that was kind of how we came up—like we just kind of came out of nowhere. That's but we've so been organizing. Yeah, we've been organizing for a long time. For me, it was 9/11. It was like one day you're a regular Muslim walking around New York, nobody really looks at you twice. Then something horrific happens. A lot of innocent people die, and it happens that the people who commit this act of terror are Muslims. And all of a sudden, you go from being a regular. New Yorker to a suspect right Mm -hmm. that you're part of some suspect community that you know had actually nothing to do with that horrific attack and I'm in Bay Ridge where I'm from which is southwest Brooklyn believe it or not and you know unless you lived in my community you would have had witnessed this all of a sudden out of nowhere raids of law enforcement going into the buildings pulling men out into the streets laying them down and you're watching from the window like what is happening here like these people came from countries where the same thing that was happening to them in in New York happened to them in their country so Mm -hmm. they're fleeing to come to America find this land of democracy where they could be free and they could be who they want and all of a sudden fathers are being taken, moms are crying in the street and I was looking like this is not okay, this is not right and so for me, that was like my radicalizing moment. I was like, I'm not going to sit by and let this happen. So, of course, I'm bilingual, so I speak Arabic and I speak English. Started translating for these moms, these wives, trying to find their husbands in, like, the abyss of law enforcement. Like, the dark holes of the Metropolitan Federal Detention Center, in New Jersey. They were going to Pennsylvania. I don't even know where they were taking them. And that's how I got into this. I was stu- I was in college studying to be a high school English teacher. That was what wow. I, I got a simple I had a simple life.
2: Yeah, you talk about that in chapter five, the Everything Changed chapter, about the 9-11 mm-hmm. attacks. Did you feel like your community Was was being terrorized. Oh, absolutely. Y'all are under attack.
9: It was. (laughs) It was to the point where, you know, like you just started feeling like you couldn't like there were women who other allies in our community who were not Muslim were walking their kids to school in the morning because not only were you being terrorized by law enforcement, you were afraid that you could get picked up cab drivers. There were for a little while. Some of the stores were closed down. I remember the day of 9-11 when I walked back from I was going to Kingsborough Community College. I walked all the way back from and that's a long way. It's like a two hour walk because there was no public transportation. My mosque door had a gate down I'd never seen in the 20 years that my mosque was open I didn't even know my mosque had a gate because it always was open and the fact that it was closed like it shook me because at the time I didn't even know what had happened because you know we didn't have no Twitter no Facebook at the time there were no flat screen TVs in the college campuses for you to know so imagine just walking and, and you know Kingsborough Community College is on Manhattan Beach so when I walked out of my campus, there was literally like a snowflakes of paper, burnt paper that were falling from the sky and you still didn't know what happened. Right. And so for my community, absolutely. And also the discrimination, like mm-hmm. one day your neighbors, your friend, and you're you know talking outside and then your neighbor don't wanna talk to you no more. Like mm. people giving you looks and the and there was, uh, as you know, increased hate crimes against women, particularly ones that wear hijab because who are easily identifiable. Um, and that continues till today. And I'm just like, look, twenty you know, 9-11 happened 19 years ago. It was a horrific day, but there gotta be a moment when we come together and be like, we got to move on. You like, give
1: people a pass, you know, and the reason I ask that is, is because I remember being a kid back then, it was like the press made it so we hated Muslims. Mm-hmm. That's that's what their that's what their goal was, I believe, back then, to the point where I remember being a child and not necessarily understanding, and every time I would see somebody with garb on, I would get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm sure that's the same way white people look at black people when they see black mm-hmm. people with a hood on. Like, they get a little nervous, and it was like, not until... I got a little old and start understanding and realizing that that was wrong, you know. Do you give people a pass when 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 they when they have those conversations your neighbors who might not have known at those times?
9: Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people. Not everybody's like me. Like, I'm willing to have the conversation. If you really come in from a place of fear or a place of, like, you know, you just don't know, knowing, let me yeah. have that conversation. And, in fact, it's why I wrote my book. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk to me. You don't want to talk to a Muslim. That's cool. You don't feel comfortable. Why don't you just read this book? Because the book is not really about me. It is my story and my journey. But it's really my people. Like, my people are in this book. Like, I'm trying to figure out a way to show you, like, it's not that I'm saying, like, oh, you and me are the same. We're not the same. And that's okay. I don't want to be the same as you. I want you to know that we can all live in this country and coexist together. Just treat me with some respect and some dignity. And that's what we all want. You know, we've come on the show before and we talked about, you know, police brutality. We talked about young men, black men and women being killed at the hands of law enforcement. You know, it's not about I want you to be like, oh, we want to be like black people. Black people are like us. But that child is somebody's child. Mm -hmm that's somebody's husband, that's somebody's boyfriend, that's someone, somebody loves that person. And for me, it's like, I love my kids too. Why should my kids be bullied in a public school system by your children? Because your children watch something on Fox News or are watching movies in Hollywood where the Muslims are always the hijackers. We're always the enemy. We're always the bad guy. You know, it's hard. Rarely do you watch something where your kid can watch something and be like, wow, like... I want to be that guy. You know, I want to be that woman. Mm-hmm. Like, the Muslims are never that. And for mm-hmm. me, like, I owe it to my people. I owe it to my kids, too, who have been through a lot. You know, Tamika and us, like, we've been Absolutely. through a lot of stuff. I mean, we've been, um, you know, death threats, you know, people harassing us, like, online bullying. I mean, for me, last just a couple of months ago, when that guy in Florida got arrested, the MAGA guy, Caesar Sayoc, got arrested for sending pipe bombs to Obama and to Hillary and to people who he believed were in opposition to Donald Trump. The FBI came to my house and I was like, why are you here? You know, I explained the story of, of course, elongated in the book. And they were like, we're just here to inform you that the national FBI sent us to let you know that when we raided the home of Caesar Sayoc in Broward County, Florida, that he had addresses for you. So I was next on a list to get some pipe bomb. Now, mind you, I you ain't. Did per- get a,
2: you did get a crazy package once.
9: I sure did. Um and for the for the Caesar Sayak guy, imagine he didn't get arrested.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah.
2: not
9: President Obama. President yeah. Obama got secret service that intercepts his mail. Hillary got, you know, interception. Like for me, I'm like you. I go out to the mailbox and I get my own mail. You know what I mean? Same thing. Like when I'm not home, my kids are going out to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. You know, they get Amazon packages. How am I supposed to explain to my kids? what is the right package and what is not the right package. Like, this is serious work that we do. And you may not always agree with us, which is cool, and people don't always agree, and it ain't about agreeing. But you gotta, at one point, say, like, look, this is America. Like, they're free to believe what they believe. They're free to organize. They're free to say what they want to say because that's what America's all
1: about. All right, we have more with Linda Sassau. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Linda Sassau. Now, what was Linda, the strange package go. that you got? What, what, what was that package that Charlamagne mentioned?
9: Whew. Yeah, was uh, it was crazy. It was, uh, I was in Arizona. My mom calls me, gets a package. It looks suspicious. It says on the outside, uh, Sarsour for city council. Obviously, I wasn't running for city council, so it already looked suspicious. My brother came, put on some gloves, opened it up, and it's a scrapbook. And the scrapbook got photos of my kids in it. Mm. And my mother starts screaming, and it's like you know, it's like they're just getting really personal. They had a photo in there of a cousin of mine claiming that 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 picture because my cousin doesn't wear hijab like me, being like that was me before I wore hijab, just randomly and you sending that to my mom's house of all places so my mom is a little immigrant lady you know from Sunset Park and she just went wild because the fact that you know my parents are just to be sending the mail Mm -hmm. the fact that you got photos of my kids and if you look at my social media I don't be putting photos of my kids up there because I'm trying to protect them in fact I changed my kids last name they don't have the same last name as me and people are crazy
2: think about all that I change your kids' last name. They yeah, they don't.
9: They don't have the. I mean, the other day, my son is a university student, and uh, the 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 his professor just randomly was given a lesson. She's um, uh, you know, um, you know, sh- sharing a lesson or whatever. She happens to mention my name, and then my son later on, he already had her two semesters in a row. Later on, my son goes and whispers to her. He's like, "Um, just want you to know, you know, that's my mom." And so the 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 professor was like you should be like telling everybody that's your mom. He was like, no, he's like, I don't be telling everybody that's my mom, but I wanted you to know because he felt like a little solidarity from her. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So the fact that my child can't be in university and be proud and be like, that's my mom up there, tells you everything that you need to know about the type of like circumstances that a lot of us got to live. When, you know, I go to a protest, i be protesting all the time. My son and my daughters be at the protest, but they be nowhere near me. They want to be part of my work. They believe in what I believe in, but they can't because if something happens,
1: they're the first ones get they're going to get got, right? Now, let me ask you a question. Did they ever find out who sent you that stuff and all that or no?
9: The FBI found out. It's a guy that lives up here on the Upper East Side. Like, this is not even what? a guy that lives oh, yeah, in... Yeah. It doesn't... Like, it's not a guy that lives in, like, you know, I don't know, Tennessee somewhere. Like, this is a guy in my city who um, the FBI tracked... And they just went to his house because, you know, sending me a package, technically speaking, is not like, oh, my God. They were like, you better back. You know, the FBI basically was like, you better back up. Like, this better be the last time you ever try to contact a state. We're watching
5: you. Mm -hmm. Now, Linda, you talk about your decision to wear the hijab also in the book. And I'm sure there's other people out there who are uh, trying to figure out what they want to do as well. Other Muslims who are Mm -hmm. like, should I wear mine? Should I not? So explain why you decided that it was time for you to start wearing your hijab. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I just want folks to understand that not every Muslim
9: wears a hijab. So there are many Muslim women around in New York City, outside New York City, all over the world that do not wear the hijab. I chose to wear the hijab. For me, the hijab just is a signifier of who I am. Like when I walk down the street, you may not know I'm Palestinian. You may not know I was born in Brooklyn until you hear my voice, but you will know I'm Muslim. And so for me, it's a it's a point of pride. we um, you know, when I was growing up, my name was Linda. You know, people thought I was Puerto Rican. They thought I was Dominican. They thought I was all kinds of other things, but they never really thought about who I actually was. And so for me, this becomes originally started as more of like an identity. And then as I grew older, it became a very spiritual part of me. I mean, for me, um, you know, hijab actually just means modesty. That's Mm. really what it is. And for me, like, you know, everybody gets to have the agency to wear what they want, when they want. And for me, I have the agency to choose to wear the hijab and to have people judge me by my character, by my deeds and not necessarily always be like, you know, focused on like, the more exterior type of things that we usually learn about in the shallow society
2: in in chapter 13 you talk about the NYPD's infiltration into the Muslim community and your experiences being spied on Mm -hmm. how do you trust people and that's
9: the (laughs) and that's the thing about you know when we talk about you know we were talking about obviously about um, you know like Bloomberg and Stop Mm -hmm. and Frisk and things like that um, you know unwarranted spying is similar to stop and frisk in the sense that it's basically racial and religious profiling, but in a different way. So when stop and frisk is something visual, you see it, you stop the kids on the street with spying. Literally it's technological surveillance. It is sending informants and what the NYPD themselves called moss crawlers and rakers. That's what they called them. Moss crawlers and rakers. That's what they call them. And rakers, if you think about what a rake does, a rake goes in, rakes out. Right. Which means that they picking up stuff. So what they do is oftentimes there have been cases of, you know, uh, informants for the NYPD who will go and kind of, you know, be what we call provocateurs, you know, in places. And similar happens in like when you're doing when they're doing like the narcotics, you know, trying to just pick up people or get people to say something or kind of entice them into, um, you know, particularly young people or people with like mental illness and things like that, which is most of the people that they've been, um, you know, that that you see in the news uh, oftentimes. Uh, the program, the demographics unit of the NYPD, which is what mapped the Muslim community. So I want you to imagine this. They mapped 250 mosques in New York City. They were sending informants on whitewater rafting trips with NYU Muslim students. Like, nowhere is safe. They were mapping all of our restaurants, basically being like, this restaurant is owned by this Egyptian guy. He's, you know, Sunni and trying to act like they knew knew the difference between Sunnis and Shias. We don't even know the difference sometimes Mm -hmm. in our own community. And they were wrong often when you looked at the documents that they had. And what that does is it's psychological warfare. Because you might be, I might be sitting with you at a coffee shop in my community and you might be like, yo, what do you think about what's happening in Iran right now? And the first instinct I have is like, do I know you and why are you asking me political questions mm-hmm. instead of being like oh that's my brother he's just trying to have a conversation right. and so that's what it does it breaks the fabric Ooh. of your community like you be at the mosque praying and you're wondering like is this guy really like my people or is he yeah. with the NYPD is he with the feds and that's the thing about it it's, it's very like really pervasive in a way that people don't realize and that's what they've done in our community I mean I talk about it in the book I personally have been visited by informants I always tell people I got an informant radar like I could tell when you're an informant mm-hmm. Wow. and this by the way just so folks know like is not just something I'm sharing with you because everything in this book is fact-checked. This is actually part of the Associated Press in 2011 started an expose based on secret documents that were leaked from NYPD officials. Like, even NYPD people on the inside were like, yo, this is crazy, like, what we doing right here. So they leaked box of about 5,500 p- pieces of paper documents that are secret documents. And when they opened it, they started doing exposés. They won the Pulitzer Prize. Those four reporters won the Pulitzer Prize based on that exposé because it was such rich information. Like, it was
1: outrageous. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Linda Sassau. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Linda Sassau. Charlemagne? Chapter uh, eighteen. I love. I love the title
2: of chapter eighteen. Silence will not protect you. You tell a story about a, a, a Arab family who did something very interesting just to feel safe.
9: Listen, I mean, silence, and and this isn't an, an, uh, comes from Audrey Lord. This mm-hmm. idea of that sometimes when you're silent, people might actually think you're enjoying it. You know, they might think that you don't think it's so bad. So the idea of silence will not protect you; it just doesn't. And I'll give sh- share with you a story. I was, um, you know, after I, all of you know that I was a Bernie supporter, also in 2016. Um, you know, Bernie doesn't win the nomination. I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I was like, look, I don't want Donald Trump to be my president. So I started organizing for Hillary. I go to Ohio, I'm I'm with this white girl volunteer, me and her walking in the streets and it's like, kind of like a rural part of I, uh, Ohio. Walking down the street we got this list, I look up at this house, I see a Muslim woman coming out with a hijab giving her husband a cup of water, goes inside. And I and then I look at the list but the address ain't on my list. Mm-hmm. And then so I look at the girl, I'm like, I'm going up to this uh, patio and she's like, but that ain't on our list. I was like, don't worry, those are my people, I want to go talk to mm-hmm. them. And the reason why I wanted to talk to them was because there was a Trump sign outside of their house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not, this is interesting. Yeah. Like, why he, Why is this happening? So I go up, you know, I get into, I'm like, as and and this older Egyptian guy, I'm talking to him, whatever, very sweet old man, just chilling, and I'm like, you know, muster up the courage to be like, um, you know, so uncle, like, why you got a Trump sign outside? So he looks up and he's like, look around the street, and I look around, and he's right, there's a lot of Trump signs, and he's like, imagine if I'm the one without the Trump sign? Oof. And I was man. like, so it didn't even occur to me, man. like, I'm going in here from New York City, being like, what you mean you got a Trump sign outside your house? And he said, you know, that's for me, that's protection right there. Mm. So him putting a Trump sign outside of his house, acting like he's with everybody else, makes him and his family feel safe. So then I asked him a question. I said, okay, I get that now. You know, he really like shook me, but I get it. I said, but you're not going to vote for him in this election, right? You know what he said to me? He said, he said, what if Donald Trump don't win? I said, you know, because I'm in there being righteous. I'm like, well, we don't want him to win. And he's like, but what if he don't win? He's like, who you think they're going to blame for him not winning? and he looked at me for a little bit and he's like, he's going to blame you and me. Mm. And you know, mind you, I live in Brooklyn. He lives in like a rural part of Ohio. So the way his context and the way he thinks about things is a lot different than mine. So sometimes people's, our fear causes them to be silent instead of them being like, putting, he could have, if he wanted to, he could have put a sign of Hillary outside Mm. or he could have put a no sign at all. Or he could have been talking to his neighbors like, no, I'm not voting for Trump because I'm Muslim and this is what Trump believes about our people. But he decided to use a different, I'm not saying I judge him or that i don't understand him mm-hmm. but what i tell people that we got to come to a moment and realize that silence is not going to protect us and in fact si- not only will silence not protect you but when you silent, things stay the same because people right. are like ain't nobody complaining so and no one's saying that this is not right so why am i gonna why are the people in power going to change the things if we're all just sitting around being like well that's just another day and another bad thing that just happened so i tell people like say something use your voice I'm not saying put yourself in dangerous situations. Obviously, you know, Tamika and I, we put ourselves in dangerous situations all the time. It's not for everybody.
2: That's why you're superheroes.
9: But, you know, and, and for me and you know this, sh- all of you, you know, like, we got kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when my kids see this stuff, you know, you pick, you open the news channel every day and the newspaper, you know, all around you. Imagine, you know, when, it, like, your kid's looking at you like what, like, what are you doing? And I want them to know, like, you got to be unapologetic about who you are. And that's another thing about my book. Even though it's my story, And my journey, but the real message in this book is just be unapologetic about who you are. Don't ever let anyone tell you how to be, who to be. And I even say this in the book a lot of people, you know, like sometimes they walk into a room or an interview and they want to be like less black or less Palestinian or like less Muslim because they think that. We gotta be palpable to people in power, oftentimes white people. And I tell people, no, this is not how it works because you gotta break the cycle. At some point, some of us gotta figure out how to get to those places where we're the ones that are in decision making power. And I think we're on the path there, which is how you get the Ayanna Presley's and how you get the. Right. AOCs and how you get the Ilhan's and the Rashida's and the many more like them. You know, in 2021 in New York City, we got major elections in New Mm -hmm. York City. 26 open city council seats, the mayor, there's a new mayoral, uh, you know, uh, open mayoral seat, open comptroller, and there's going to be a lot of black people, a lot of people of color running, a lot of women running. Mm -hmm. You can't be like, I don't know if that black woman can win. Like, that's what we do. Mm
4: -hmm.
9: We did that, you know, we did that. I mean, I'm a Bernie supporter, but they did that at Elizabeth Warren. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know if the women can win you gotta sometimes be the one that says no
5: she actually can win you know why because I'm gonna help her
9: Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna help her
5: what do you say to people who are like I don't like any of the nominees so I'm just gonna sit this out or I don't wanna participate or it's it's not gonna happen for us anyway Mm -hmm. Trump's gonna win what do you say to that I'll say to folks this look I
9: respect people's decisions like you may not like any of the nominees and that's actually could be really true and they could be I'm not saying we got the most high quality candidates in the race right now but what I say to people is I want you to think of one thing which a lot of times we don't talk about in our community it's the Supreme Court if Trump gets four more years he's getting another nominee like Ruth Gator Ginsburg is hero but the lady's old like we cannot expect this lady to live till she's 150 years old so we got to just think to ourselves and say maybe maybe I'm not electing a, a candidate that I like Maybe I'm electing my next opponent in the White House. That's how I think about it. So when I was uh, supporting Hillary in 2016 after Bernie, I wasn't like, oh, Hillary's amazing. I was like, you know what? I'd rather fight Hillary than fight Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm thinking about this election as well. Who's my opponent in the mm-hmm. White House? But what I will say to folks is this. Don't don't always come up every four years and think about the presidency. There is a lot of down mm-hmm. ballot races. It actually don't even matter who the president is if we still got a Republican Senate. Mm-hmm. So think about who comes after the president, who's running in your district, who's running for Congress, who's running for city council, who's running for, you know, school board, like start from the top of the ballot and go to the bottom of the ballot. And that's what our people do. They go to the polls, they start at the top and they leave. No actually, whatever's on the bottom, all the way on the bottom, is more important because those people are local. Like, those are the people that got actual impact on your life in your local community. So, I'm saying to people, like, I'm with you. I get the frustration. I'm not going to judge people who make decisions to stay home, but... There are future generations who are counting on us. And you're talking about a government who doesn't believe in climate change. They don't believe in racial justice, economic justice. These are people who are trying to roll back LGBTQ rights and all kinds of things.
5: Women's rights.
9: Women's rights, reproductive rights, literally trying to take us back 100 years. And I'm not even exaggerating. Do it for the people. And don't go to the polls. And I say this to people all the time. When I go to the polls, I don't vote for me. It's not about my feelings. I think about... Black moms in my community, undocumented women in my community. I think about my own immigrant mom. I think about my dad who's sick and just had cancer last year, thinking about our horrific health care system. You know, one of the reasons why I support Bernie, and to be honest with you, people think it's some profound thing. It's not profound. I just want health care. Like, that's really it.
2: You vote in your interests. I'm
9: voting health care. I want every American to have health care. People shouldn't be dying in our communities or going to the hospital to the point of emergency because they don't have money. Like right now, coronavirus. Oh, if you feel sick, get yourself to the doctor. What if you don't got health care?
4: Mm-hmm.
9: What if you can't afford to go to the doctor to see whether or not you have corona? So for me, people do vote those types of interests, right? They vote very specific things. But what I'm asking people to do is like a solidarity vote. Like you don't like nobody, that's cool. Just go in there and knowing like what could happen if we get another four years of Trump. You know, you see these babies in the cages on the border like that. Those are like those are babies. Those could be our babies. Like we watched, you know, this president all day, every day talking all this nonsense. You know, we banned the Muslims. Now we have 14 countries, 12 to 14 countries that are banned from coming to America. One of them is the largest African nation, Nigeria. Like this is a president who's like, I don't want black people here and I don't want the Muslims, which sometimes can be both of those things to just do a solidarity vote. Vote for me. Vote for your undocumented neighbors. You know, vote for black people. Vote for the people who are going to be the most marginalized and who are already marginalized even before Trump, but the ones that are going to be even more marginalized under a Trump administration.
1: Pick up the book, too, man. That's right. We're not here to be bystanders. And we thank you and appreciate you for joining us. Out right now. That's Thank right. You. Sure you. I appreciate pick it up right you. Now.
9: Yep. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere you can get a book.
1: All right, Linda Sassar, It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Did
9: he get it right? Yes, he did. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Listen up,
0: it's Justin. All the guys, gossip, The Rumor Report. G- with Angela Yee.
5: It's the Rumor Report. The,
0: the Breakfast, Breakfast Club.
5: Club. Wow, that bomb is long on this end. All right. It's long here yeah. too. <laughs> it's
0: that
7: long.
5: I don't know what's going on. All right, so there were reports that producer Hitmaker, a.k.a. Youngberg, pistol-whipped his girlfriend, uh, Talia Tilly. And these pictures had surfaced online with the report as well. Well, Youngberg has responded to these allegations. And he told a long story, and he also posted a police report. He said that the woman was never his girlfriend. And I guess what he's trying to say is that she attempted to have him robbed in a home invasion. He said, I could have been murdered inside my home on Saturday, and I would like to take this time and thank all of my family, friends, and colleagues who have reached out regarding the matter, sending love and positive energy. This footage is very alarming to all my fellow people in music and living in Los Angeles area. Please be safe and monitor who you allow in your home. I made a crucial mistake, which could have costed my life. This woman was not my girlfriend ever. I won't dive further into this and will let my lawyers move forward accordingly. Please stay safe amidst these tragic times, not only for myself, but the entire world. So apparently there's a video footage that he showed of people trying to break into his home. And he posted that footage as well. And uh, basically, I guess what he's trying to say is he said, I retain legal counsel. I have surveillance footage. He showed video number one of suspects passing firearms through my home gate. Video number two, suspects retreating after my ADT alarm sounds and jumping gate on my property. And he goes on to post this footage and let people know that the woman, I guess, uh, he looked at her phone. He managed to access her phone and she was giving her location to some unknown people. So he feels like the woman was actually trying to set him up to get robbed. That's yeah, what it
2: so seems like. He, so I hope some charges are going to be pressed against this woman. Because well, he said
5: he has his lawyers on him. Yeah,
2: because when she jumped out there yesterday and said that you know Youngberg pistol whipped him, that immediately ruined his reputation. I'm mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and I guarantee more people saw that story of her saying Berg beat her up as opposed to what really happened, which is this setup, right? That's scary. So man. I, w- I would hope some charges get get brought up against her. And I'm glad, right? Berg I was I, I was waiting and... to
5: hear the statement from him before reporting because I didn't want to give false information yesterday. So now we have both sides.
1: Yeah, I'm glad Berg was was smart enough to lock his doors, put the alarm system on, put the chains on the door and all that other stuff, man.
5: All right, now uh, Idris Elba is sharing his coronavirus health update and he says that he and his wife did manage to get tested. A lot of people couldn't even get tested and he wants to make sure people know this is not just some type of conspiracy theory situation.
0: Black people, please, please, please understand that coronavirus you can get it. There are so many stupid, ridiculous conspiracy theories about black people not being able to get it. That's dumb, it's stupid. That is the quickest way to get more black people killed. And I mean, I'm talking about the whole world, wherever we are. Please understand that you can get
2: it. Hey, Idris, I know you're probably just getting caught up on social media because you'd be busy and all that. But that was a two week that that story was two weeks ago. Okay, after the Utah Jazz players got it, we we realized that black people can get it.
5: Well, I guess in his own comments from what he had posted when he revealed that he was diagnosed, he's responding to that, really, people in his comments. Mm-hmm. So that's what he also said, too. All right, now, ABC is replacing Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki in the morning with daily coronavirus updates for now. And so that's what they've uh, been doing. They're also going to have conversations with service-based workers and corporate CEOs, human interest stories, and they're going to debunk myths and misinformation misinfo- that has been spreading online. Well, Michael
2: and Kiki can't do that? They can't interview people that can give out that kind of information?
5: Well, they said it's only going to be short-term. So they said it's all revealed as an ABC News staffer covering the pandemic has been diagnosed with the virus. The symptoms were mild, and they said the colleague is feeling better. But now, out of an abundance of of caution, you know, they just want to make sure that they get everything together.
1: So they shut down for a little bit. They should be interviewing people, right? Just
5: temporarily.
1: Maybe over the phone.
5: All right. Now, TikTok has, uh, there's some reports about TikTok. And what they are saying is that TikTok people instructed moderators to suppress posts That were created by users deemed too ugly, poor, or disabled for the platform. These documents were leaked by The Intercept, which is an online publication known for investigations and analysis. They said some videos that were censored featured serious subjects like military movements, natural disasters, uh, civil service material threatening to national security, but other videos that they actually suppressed were ones that were uh, images relating to quote fat people, run down houses rural poverty, slums bare bellies and crooked smiles so apparently they didn't want those things to be pushed on that platform um, and they said the, these policies were in use through at least late 2019 according to The Intercept mm-hmm. so they didn't want unattractive, disabled or poor users represented on TikTok all right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
1: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, there's a guy named Steve Keeley
2: of Fox 29 in Philadelphia. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a little word with him. Okay. I don't think he meant any harm, but uh, he caused a little bit of harm, so you got to get the credit you deserve for being stupid for causing
1: said harm, sir. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
4: A donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day.
2: Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the e E-R. ho <laughs> Yeah, it's breakfast club, bitch.
10: Who's Donkey of the Day
2: today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, March 18th, goes to Steve Keighley of Fox 29. And all the brothers and sisters in Philly who will be put in jail simply because they don't read, okay? It's kind of not your fault, but it is your fault because brothers in Philadelphia, sisters in Philadelphia, y'all need to read, okay, please. I, I, and I know brothers and sisters in Philly read because I've done book signings in Philly for my books, and they are always packed, okay? Line wrapped around the building, whether it's Barnes & Nobles or the good brother Mark Lamont Hill spot, Uncle Bobby's bookstore. Drop on the Clues bombs with Uncle Bobby's. My guy, Mark Lamont Hill. In fact, when I did an event with Mark, we couldn't uh, do it at the bookstore. We had to do it at an old church because the bookstore wasn't big enough. Humble brag. So I know you brothers and sisters read, but if you all get jammed up because of this story that came out yesterday, then it's your fault because you have to read to find print. You have to listen. To the details, okay. Now, if you know anything about your uncle Charla, you know I hate headline culture. Headline culture has ruined us as a society. Simple, simply because people don't read, and news outlets put headlines out that you that that they know are going to get clicks. People want traffic, not truth. Okay. And yesterday, a tweet went out from Steve Keeley of Fox Twenty Nine in in Philly. Steve Keeley of Fox Twenty Nine in Philly. Uh, you have to get this, hee-haw, because you tweeted out half-assed information yesterday because you said, BREAKING, in capital letters, BREAKING, this was in your tweet, BREAKING. Philly police officers instructed to stop making arrests for a list of what are considered nonviolent crimes. Once again, breaking Philly police officers instructed to stop making arrests for a list of what are considered nonviolent crimes. Would you like to hear what crimes police officers have been instructed to stop making arrests for, okay? Certain nonviolent crimes, they're as follows. All drug offenses, all right? Theft from persons, retail theft, theft from auto, burglary, vandalism, all bench warrants, stolen automobiles, economic crimes like bad check fraud, et cetera, and prostitution. Okay Fox 29 Philly Steve Kelly, Do you know what that did To the city of Philly Yesterday uh, 11 hours ago Meek Mill Retweeted you And put GTA 6 Grand Theft Auto 6 About to start tonight In Philly Okay Underneath that tweet Let me tell you What folks were saying First comment I see Is from Chris Dever Chris Dever said Why would they post This information <laughs> Which was my My first thought Absolutely wild Okay I'll tell you why They posted that Because they want you To act up young boy did I say that right, Andy? No. Young? I, didn't I didn't say sorry. that right. Young
1: Bull is Young, young Bull. Young
2: Bull. They want you to hack up, Young Bull. I didn't hey, say that right. That's
1: better. Okay. A little better.
2: Uh, a tweeter named at the real Libra got mad at Meek for posting it. She said, well, how would you even post about it? Knowing kids going to do exactly what's on that list. Give all youth a chance. Talk about being a voice for your people. The real Libra, you can't be mad at Meek. He's just a messenger. Be mad at Fox 29 and Steve Keighley, okay? They're the ones who put that out in that way, okay? In that tweet, not me. All right, a Twitter account named Ninky said, just an excuse to allow us to do wrong to ourselves, stay woke, don't fall into the trap. Round of applause to those Twitter accounts I just named, okay? Because I saw a lot of that same sentiment last night, all right? But to a lot of folks in Philly, When they saw that tweet from Steve Keeley with that half-assed information saying that Philadelphia police will stop making arrests for certain non-violent crimes, this is what they heard.
4: Announcing
9: the commencement of the annual purge. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized Hmm. for use during the purge. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime,
10: including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7
9: a.m. when the purge concludes. May God be with you all.
2: Lord have mercy. Yes, the devil damn purge. That's what a lot of people in Philly heard when they read your tweet, Steve Kelly. But I'm here to tell y'all, don't click on the tweet and retweet the headline. Actually read the story, because it's not what you think, young future felons in Philly. This is not an opportunity for you to do what you want and run wild with reckless abandon. Okay, since you won't read, then maybe you should actually tune into the news, because WXTF Fox 29 Philadelphia, they were way more responsible than Steve Keeley tweeting about the situation, because they actually gave you the details. So before you go out to get your packs off today, before you go steal a car, before you go swipe somebody else's visa... Okay, listen to this. Police are also making adjustments amid this coronavirus
11: outbreak. But officials are trying to be very clear about this. It is not an open invitation to commit crime in Philly. Normally, anyone who is arrested would be processed at a detective division. Now, certain nonviolent offenders will instead be temporarily detained, their ID confirmed, and officers will complete paperwork. Then, they'll be advised under a pursuant to arrest warrant, rather than be brought back to a police station. The nonviolent crimes include burglary, drug offenses, and vandalism, among others. But if an officer believes an individual poses a threat, they'll call in a supervisor to determine next steps for public safety. In a statement, Fraternal Order of Police President John McNesby wrote, quote, we are supportive of Commissioner Outlaw's directive on making arrests during the coronavirus crisis. The directive was released to keep officers safe during this public health crisis. Meanwhile, violent offenders will be arrested and processed with the guidance of a police supervisor.
2: You no, know, they they used to say the devil is in the details. Nowadays, the God is in the, the, the God, God is in the details. Okay, the devil is in the headline. God is in the details. Okay, isolate that one part and play it for the brothers with the bids in the back who didn't hear them
11: it is not an open invitation to commit crime in Philly. Certain nonviolent offenders will instead be temporarily detained, temporarily. their ID confirmed, and officers will complete paperwork. Then they'll be advised under a pursuant to arrest warrant right. rather than be brought back to a police station.
2: Uh, hold on one more time. It's a young Philly John that didn't hear that. I just want to play it one more time for her.
11: It is not an open invitation to commit crime in Philly. Certain nonviolent offenders will instead be temporarily detained, their ID confirmed, and officers will complete paperwork. Then they'll be advised under a pursuant to arrest warrant rather than be brought back to a police station.
2: That's right. The same way you folks in Philly spread the news about the Philly purge, make sure you spread the news that basically the police are taking a rain check on locking your black ass up. All right? The party is just being moved to a later date. The game is just being rescheduled, okay? All the police in Philly are doing is RSVPing for you. If you commit a crime, trust me. So please, brothers and sisters in Philly, don't make your life difficult by going around spreading the false information that you can get away with committing nonviolent crimes. It's socially irresponsible and dangerous. You are preying on the fact that people don't read. But that is not an excuse for you Negroes not reading the fine print. So please, uh, give Steve Kelly from Fox 29 News the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons.
0: Oh, now you are oh, the
3: donkey, donkey. Mm. of the day.
2: And just for the record, Steve Keeley did tweet uh, after the first tweet that uh, later on, arrest, people will be picked up later on. But nobody sees the second tweet. Mm-hmm. You got to lead with that, Steve. All of that should have been in
1: the first tweet. Okay? And Meek Mill deleted his uh, IG post, too. Uh, no, it was on Twitter. On oh, Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, up next, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: What, 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 what you want, know? Baby mama issues, needs some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee.
2: Keep the bread.
1: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? It's Mike. Mike, man. Why you sound so depressed, Mike? Because I have a question, man. All right. So my old lady, you know what I'm saying? Her mama's always at
7: the house. Always getting my business and everything like that. And I don't want to be mean, you know, to be like, you know, stay out my business and stuff like that. She always, you know, making my lady feel bad about stuff, you know. If I leave the house, she's out of my business, you know. It's like having another wife in the house, you know. I don't understand what to do.
5: Right, so it's interfering with your relationship.
7: Yeah. Hmm.
5: So she what does your fiance say-, say? What does your.
7: coronavirus, the virus, so there ain't no excuse either.
5: What does your fiancé say when you tell her, like, listen, your mom is kind of putting, is disrupting our relationship?
7: She always have her back. You know, she always have her back with everything. You know, she think, they're just my mom, you
5: know. You know what, sometimes, know her... and this is so true, right? Sometimes you take things out on your fiancé for... uh certain things that are happening like that and obviously she's not going to go against her mom but sometimes we have to realize that we are a team when you're in a relationship and it's you and her and it should not be you against her on certain topics Mm. so i would highly recommend that what you do is uh, realize that you are on your fiance's side she should be on your side as well and don't let that come in between your relationship so sometimes you have to just let things slide so things that her mom yeah. says that upset you and gets on your nerves, just let that go and take a deep breath. Let go and let God. Realize that her mom is not going to go anywhere, and try not to let that get under your skin. Because sometimes people do things to get on your nerves on purpose.
7: Right, well, I'm feeling less. Well, I appreciate the help. You know.
5: And you know what? I'm just try to stay man. out the and try to stay peace, out King.
7: Away. How are you? I'm doing good, my brother.
1: All right, well, good luck, bro. All
7: right, man. Thank
5: you.
1: 585 eight hundred five eight five one zero five one hit ye right now ask ye the breakfast club good morning
3: Here's
0: some
1: real advice with Angela ye it's ask ye morning everybody' It's dj envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're in the middle of ask ye hello who's this um I don't want to say my name okay Miss anonymous we can see you what's your what's your question for ye
10: so I spoke to E a couple of years ago when I was pregnant with my son. And my boyfriend at the time wanted a DNA test. Everything worked out. We ended up getting married. Fast forward now, my son just turned three. And I found out my now husband is like cheating on me. And he has been for a little while. He thinks I don't know. And I want to leave, but I'm scared to leave because now I have a whole new kid. And I'm just so stressed out. I need help.
5: All right, a couple of things here. How come you haven't said anything to him about it? He thinks you don't know. Why haven't you confronted him? Well, I
10: I do say stuff to him about it, and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. But, like, I show him messages that, like, I find in his phone, and he just denies
5: it. Which is the most disrespectful part, by the way, when somebody can't even admit that they're lying and they're doing wrong. It makes you realize, well, you're not going to change because you won't even admit you've done anything wrong that needs to be changed. So you know for sure that you want to leave him. You don't want to be with him anymore. Yeah.
10: I was actually going to go today to file a divorce, but the courts are closed here where I'm
5: at. Have you spoken to a divorce attorney? Uh, No. All right. Well, I think um, one of the first things you need to do is, do you guys have a prenup or any of those things in order? No. Okay. Um, That's fine, too. All right. So, yes, it's time for you if you know for sure that's not where you want to be if this person is lying to you and you don't trust him and you're not happy in your relationship and you know you don't want to be with him then yes unfortunately because of coronavirus you won't be able to file for divorce right away but make sure you're set up and i think that's important preparation is always key do you know where you're going to be are you going to stay in the house have you figured those things out yes okay so it sounds like you're there you know what it is you need to do and do you think he'll still be a good father and handle his responsibilities That's what I'm
10: scared about. I think that's why I've been holding on because I have another son who is like 14, so he's able Mm -hmm. to do things on his own. But like the three-year-old, like I need a way to get him to school or like when I'm at work and he doesn't work. So he like takes him to school and stuff and picks him up from school. So I'm scared that I like lose that support. He should still want to
5: handle his business and take his child to school. And I'm sure that's something that you guys will have to work out because you're working. You can't do it. He's not. So if those are things that you need to have happen, if he has to come pick, you know, your son up or have to have your son sometimes and you guys trade weeks or whatever it is. But I think those are things that you'll have to work out. And it's an adjustment, but you'll make that adjustment. Okay. And good luck to you. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. You're welcome. Ask ye, 800 585
1: 1051. If you need relationship advice, you could hit ye. Now, we got rumors on the way, ye?
5: Yes, it's just Elba. He has some things that he wants to say to everybody who is talking about conspiracy theories when it comes to coronavirus.
1: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Ye, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about the first female rapper to make over $100 million. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah. Nah, nah, nah,
0: nah, 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 nah.
5: Yes, congratulations to Nicki Minaj. She is making history. Her net worth is officially... Over $100 million. Young Money posted that on their Twitter page. So congratulations to her. That's a big deal. Congratulations yeah, to her. Drop
2: one of the clues bombs for Nicki Minaj. Absolutely. No matter how DJ Envy feels about Nicki. Stop it. You can't deny her place in the history You books. better stop it. I'm, I'm happy for her. Congratulations. So no matter how much the Envy tries to blackball her and not play her music, Envy and DJ self, you cannot deny Nicki
1: Minaj's place in the history how much Charlamagne books. the God hates on her. I don't hate on Nicki. Yes, you do.
5: All right, but, but girls. I love Nikki. Let's move on. All right, and Nicki Minaj's husband now has approval to use the internet. Kenneth Petty, he had to register as a sex offender in California. If you guys recall, he had failed to do so. Not in so my house. Now what? he <laughs> has permission. Yeah.
2: See, he if I, if yeah. I was Nikki, I'd be like, not in my house, not in this hundred million dollar house. You won't be using no goddamn internet. Okay.
5: All right. Uh, Tay Diggs is saying that the best man could be turned into a TV series. Wouldn't that be exciting? Would y'all like that? I don't know. It's been 14 years between the first two films, and fans are asking questions. And here's what he had to say on CBS's The Talk.
0: Do you think a third edition of The Best Man will happen? That's a good question. Uh, I do think it will happen. We've all been in discussions with the director, Malcolm Lee. I think it might end up being a TV series, maybe on a streaming platform. But uh, the script has already been written. So we'll see. I'm just waiting on Malcolm.
2: Here. I don't know. I mean, it sounds good in theory, but I mean, are they going to have like the, the the kids, the people from the movie? It have to be a great, well, great storyline.
5: The script is already written, so it is. We shall see. Yes. I
2: only like stuff like that when it's the people from the movie. I hate when they bring those. Uh, they, they turn movies into TV shows and they have a whole new cast. Mm-hmm. I don't like that.
5: Like on Soul Food, did that? You
2: didn't like that? I don't even remember that. Me neither.
5: You don't remember this Soul Food series? Was it on HBO or Showtime? Or- it was on Showtime. It was on Showtime. <laughs> they
2: had to, they had the cast from the movie. No. No, that's was- why I don't remember.
5: Yeah. yeah, it was It was good. It actually had a nice run too. All right, now while you guys are at home doing Netflix and chill and quarantining, self quarantining, uh, they have this new thing called Netflix Party. It's a new Google Chrome extension, and so now you and your friends can actually watch Netflix together. So that means that you guys can sync up things and watch like movies and TV shows at the same time. Also, there's a digital chat room with a sidebar for real commentary in real time between you and your friends. So that's dope. After everybody mm-hmm. adds the extension, one person sets the room up, and then you can do an invite link and invite people to do that. I,
2: I, it is dope, but I'm going to tell you something. When you're sitting around trying to binge watch those shows, you want to be focused on those shows. Right. It's, it's kind of distracting. People are laughing and talking to you. Yeah. yeah. It's
5: kind of like, I know y'all don't watch 90 Day Fiance, but they have a whole show. On TLC, Ninety Day Fiance, and it's like all the people commenting on the shows as it happens. It's kind of like that, but you and your friends, and it's pretty funny. I, right? I
2: don't like that because I, I be on. You get on your phone, you be distracted from. You miss stuff. I don't want that. It's fun. It's that. It's, it's fun though, but I don't want it.
5: All right now John Legend meanwhile previewed some new music yesterday he did a live concert at home and his wife of course Chrissy and his daughter Luna were also in attendance and here is a sample of some music from John Legend
1: Action speak louder than speak louder than speak louder than love songs. Who are you talking to? The, the melodies they carry on with okay. actions.
5: Speak louder, speak louder, speak loud. All right, sounds good to me. I'm mm-hmm. excited. If, listen, people are finding creative ways to connect right now, and it uh, sounds pretty good. Sounds yeah, I like saw
2: something where um, they're going to be screaming movies too, like certain movies that come out in theaters. They're going to be in theaters, but they're going to be available for like $20
1: on, on certain screaming services. That's smart. That's super smart. When is that, coming to America coming out? When is that supposed to be coming? The fall. Oh. You
5: have some time. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report.
1: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. At Simple Mobile, you get the no-contract advantage. It's the speed you need at a price you'll love. With no mystery freeze and no long-term contract ever. Simple Mobile, out with the new, in with the simple. See terms and conditions of service at SimpleMobile.com. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, it's Women's History Month. Who are we repping today, Yee?
5: Well, we got to represent this woman. She's a mogul. She's an entrepreneur. She's an artist. She's a producer, actor, director, everything that you can name. She is it. And that person is Queen Latifah. Here's right. Queen Latifah speaking at Strayer University. Who
0: the it's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman.
3: Um, it hasn't always been easy, has it? But wow, look at what you have accomplished. This is the day that you have been dreaming about. This experience and the education you've armed yourself with will take you on a journey you may not have expected. You too will encounter new people, new places, and uncover dreams you didn't even know you had. And now, you know you can achieve them. You've already shown it by being here today. Remind yourself that you've taken a chance on yourself and your future and your family's future and you have succeeded. That's something to feel good about. Let that inspire your confidence. And yes, take a look in that mirror because no matter what, confidence comes from within. Even when you're not sure, when you feel you might fail, it's okay. Take that feeling, own it, Get over it, get up, get yourself together and remember how you feel right now. How you felt at times like this throughout your life knowing you can accomplish anything. The world is in your hands and nobody's gonna take that away from you. I hope you feel pride and honor in yourselves. The way I feel looking at you right now. If I leave you with just three words of advice today, they would be never stop growing.
0: That was another phenomenal woman in history.
3: Uh, shout out to the
2: Queen, man. Peace to Queen Latifah, man. Uh, salute to my guy, Jason Lee. He was with Queen Latifah All-Star Weekend, and he sent me a video message from Queen Latifah, man. i seen that. I, I never met Queen Latifah. Salute to her. I want to meet her so bad. But for, what her and Sha Kim do together with Flavor Unit, the way that their production company is positioned and the way that they have, you know, moved throughout the industry for years in the TV and film world is very inspiring for me as I build my TV production company. So salute to Queen Latifah and Sha Kim. Yeah, shout out to the yeah, Queen. Yeah, shout
5: out to Queen Latifah. Quite a role model for a lot of women out here in this world. And uh, also an amazing person. She's very down to earth still, even with all the fame that she's had for such a long time. So. And
1: still can spit. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, positive note, don't move us to Breakfast Club. Good morning morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy, we are The Breakfast Club Now shout out to uh, Linda Sarsour for joining us this morning Salute to Linda Sarsour, her
2: new book, uh, We Are Not Here to Be Bystanders, it's out right now That's a good read, that's a good read for you, I'm gonna do a book list for everybody that's gonna be home for the next couple of weeks That's mm-hmm. Cause I read some great books this year, I read like six books this year, mm-hmm. and that was one of them Okay, Great read, she's a superhero All right. Tamika Mallory and Carmen Perez, too. They
1: also are superheroes. All right. Now, I'm about to head to the crib. You know, it's Wacky uh, Wednesday at my house right now where the kids get to wear all type of wacky clothes. So, uh, I'm probably going to put on probably a Santa hat. Um, I don't know what else I got. You going to put a Santa hat? You going to be Corona Claus? Hey, I, I, it's Wacky Wednesday. I gotta wear some wacky stuff. So something tells me that you look forward to this more than your children do. They all do. Now the kids are very excited. they are probably
5: about like, uh. Nah, the <laughs> dad, kids actually stop. love
1: it. Like they really look excited. Like they were excited <laughs> for sure? Taco Tuesday. We and, need to and, take a poll. And, and game night, they they're very excited. You know what? I believe
5: that they I believe that they like Taco Tuesday. I don't know about Wacky Wednesday.
1: No, they made it up. They're like they're really into it. I mean, you gotta think they're home all day long, so they want to do. They probably things. like. Let's
5: see what dumb things we can make dad do.
1: Probably. I'm not
2: gonna. Lie. I feel so sorry for my 11 year old. Bye. Because you got to think, man, this is their life. Like, they go to school. They mm-hmm. look forward to going to school with their friends. And then, you know, she's a cheerleader, so practice is canceled. So she's at home. And mm-hmm. I'm watching her in, you know, our gym yesterday. And she's, like, doing her little moves and stuff like that. You know, and I'm just like, damn, yo. Yeah. Like, it ain't like us. We adults. Right. So we don't really have those things. We, we we fine doing nothing. Right. Them, like, that's their whole existence, man. So
1: I do everything. Drawing competitions, Jenga. Uh, Jenga uh, I, I done played video games yesterday I was on iPad I did TikToks with my dog. I did everything, man But I'm having fun, man I'm really enjoying it I get it You got a positive note? Yeah, man I just want to keep telling y'all about uncertainty,
2: man You know, uh, I've been reading a lot of Deepak Chopra lately The seven spiritual laws of success, and I love what he says about uncertainty. Uncertainty is fearful to the ego, which always wants to control reality, but from the viewpoint of detachment, a constantly shifting and changing universe must remain uncertain. If things were certain, there could be no creativity. Therefore, spirit works through surprises and unexpected outcomes, man. So just, you know, lean into the uncertainty of it all, and hopefully something good will come out of this. Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or you all done?